Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Joining us now, the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. 11 catches the game winner on Sunday. A milestone, at least in the record books, for this uh, Colts franchise and a lot more. Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. joins us. Hello, Michael. How are you? Good. Um, everything's great. Hellaciously exciting game. Have you been a part of something that took place in Nashville as it went down on Sunday before? Um, no. No, never. Well, I've been a part of some exciting games, but uh, an overtime finisher, uh, that is my first. Yeah, and, and yeah, to, to put the game winner in there, just all that led up to it. It was such a roller coaster, but as an end result, that really has to be nice. You look back on that and you get that road win, you get that in overtime too, and hell, it's probably a game that you're never going to see played like that before. I should say since, especially down the stretch in the fourth, because it's been a while since I've seen a game as wild as that ride was. Yeah, I mean – um Special teams just just played absolutely great, and, and uh, they really kept us in there. Um, and we had two block punts, and one for a touchdown, other one down to the down to the the fifteen or whatever it was. I mean, like those are two like huge plays that really set us up to uh, win the game, and then really to just have a uh, chance. And then and then you have um, Alex play, which is probably the biggest play like like the whole game, um, where he just goes deep on him. And uh, drags them down like to the four yard line. I mean, I mean, like that was just a huge play for us. So Michael Pittman Jr. is with us. Are we watching Alec Pierce kind of evolve for the good right before our eyes here down the stretch in this regular season? Yeah, I mean, I think he's always been that guy. Um, like it's just like, just like sometimes he doesn't always like get the ball, but like if like you watch him closely, like on film. Um, more often than not, he's open somewhere. So, um, like, it's all about him just getting the ball more and being, like, a bigger role, like, in this offense. And I think by making plays like that, I think that is how you increase your uh, role. You look at him as a teammate and a fellow wide receiver. What is the first thing to you that jumps off the page as far as his skill set is concerned? I would say the biggest thing that jumps off is, like, his, like, character Um Alec is like a very great, uh, he is a very great teammate, um, and he just wants to uh, win. And then going to his skill set, Alec is probably the fastest receiver, like, on our team. Um, He is very, I wouldn't even say sneaky fast, like, he's just fast, fast. Um, um, So whenever he goes deep, guys don't realize that he – is like a four three guy and he just runs right by him and then and then he makes big just he makes big uh plays like he did last game and um you saw more of it last year because he was just getting more opportunity and i feel like uh this year um it just hasn't been there like as much but i think after this game i think there's going to be more shots dialed for him 
So Michael Pittman Jr., the Colts, they get the Bengals coming up on Sunday down in Cincinnati. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So of the years so far you've been in the NFL, I believe this is your fourth season right now. Mm-hmm. Um, are you at the pinnacle of you being a team leader on this squad? Because it looks to me, and even beyond the offense, just looks like team-wise on the sideline, you're a guy that everybody looks to. Do you embrace that role, Michael? Absolutely. Um, I just try to lead by um, example and and just show everybody um, the way that I do things. And, and um, I also follow the lead of other leaders too, like guys like Buck and and um, Quentin and guys like that. So uh, like, there's a lot to it. I mean, I mean, I'm just here to help us win um, and just try to do the right thing. You have grown. There's no question about that. Um, some things that we may not know because this game is emotional. And I saw, I think it was the Indianapolis Star and Nate kind of hit on this story after the game on Sunday. You've grown not only, obviously, physically with what you've accomplished so far in the NFL for the Colts, but emotionally maybe even more so. How has that evolved for you, just making sure you maintain those emotions play in and play out when you're on the field for the Colts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I haven't really noticed a huge shift. It's it's like it's more just me being confident and knowing that I'm going to get multiple touches and that if something doesn't like go my way, I just just like keep playing because it's going to find you. Um and and that's what's so great about this um offense is like I know that that um no matter what like I'm going to get those uh, those um, touches. So, yeah, you know, Jeffrey Gorman, who's on the pregame show, the Colts pregame huddle with me, had said this on Sunday. He said we're going to get something very special um, out of the dog, and I said, okay, the dog. And he was referencing you, Michael Pittman Jr., being the dog, uh, which you are. I mean, you're tough. You battle. You fight. You play through stuff. You do all that you need to do to get to that point. Have you always been a dog? in terms of really anything, not just football, but with whatever competition you're a part of? Absolutely. Um, competition just, like, never stops. So, so like, we're just going to keep um, – like, we're, like, just going to keep going, like, just, like, uh, no matter what. And when you look at the way that game ended and it came to you and that was the game winner in overtime, was there anything said in the huddle? Did you know, obviously, that ball was coming your way? Or is that just what you expect when you come out of the huddle most of the time? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, um, I was pretty much expecting that pass because we had practiced that and we knew that they would pass it off. Um, so... So um, as soon as he passed it off, like I just knew that I better run to the back of the end zone as fast as possible. You surprised defensive backs trying to check you with your physicality? Um, they, they know no, that by no. now. Are they aware of this well, by now? Well, I mean, I think they have a good idea of it, but, you know, like this is the um, NFL, so I think they're going to try anyway. <laughs> Like they'll try it, like just like at least like once a game, right? Yeah. What, what do they try? What, what's uh, the most common thing that they try to maybe get you off your game a little bit? Um. Nobody really. 
I mean, nobody really tries anything crazy because I don't think they want me to get, like, to that level. Um, like, because I'm not a big talker, like, when it comes to playing, like, on the field now. I mean, sometimes, like, I can get that way, but... You're a responder. Um, Are you a responder? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, I I am definitely <laughs> a uh, responder, in, and really, I think it's in their best interest to not get me that level actually i love that does uh, but when you get there when you get there is it bad news for them most of the time when they push you when they push you into the red (laughs) absolutely because then because like then it goes from hey like i'm just trying to do what i need to win is like i'm gonna win but i'm also trying to crush you like while i'm doing it so michael Pittman jr going into the red how much has reggie wayne helped you out as your position coach michael absolutely i mean i mean i think where reggie helps me the most is he's not afraid to call me out on on like anything i mean i mean like he's so blunt with it too like like he doesn't care you know and, and like just having like guys like that who who like were like great um they have that confidence where they can coach you up like no matter what you've done or um like who you are so like it's always great like having him because he's gonna tell it straight no matter what When's the last time he was blunt with you, and what did he say? Oh, let's see. I think I think it was last Monday or Wednesday, and we were talking about the film, and I had slipped like, on a stop route, and he was just like, that's effing trash. And I'm like, yes, I know. I, I slipped. Like, <laughs> It happened. So, so like, just, like, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he'll just say it just, like, straight up, like, that's terrible. Like, just, like, that was the worst round I've ever seen. I'm like, all right, thanks. Thanks, Reg. I appreciate it. That's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr. joins us. Some guys are built to the level where they can be coached up like that. Some guys aren't. A lot of guys aren't, in fact. Have you always been one of those guys to where if you're blunt, with you and you're being coached up to that level, especially if you have the utmost respect for the person that's telling you that, is that something you can easily take in stride, the way that you're built? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because he doesn't do it in, like, a disrespectful way. I mean, I mean, like, that's just how Reg is, and you got to know, like, you're, like, coaches. And um, I've always preferred coaches to be, like, straight up, like, I – really don't like like when they like sugarcoat things and and kind of beat around the bush like if there's like some type of problem like i would like to know about it straight up versus like oh hey like we talked about this but you really meant this no i read you gonna say it straight the first time so and and like i feel like i do well with that because one um i feel like i'm able to um dissect emotion away from football um because if you're really trying to be great i mean you can't ride the wave of like emotions like you got to be steady no matter what like no matter if you don't like whatever someone's saying i mean it doesn't mean that you gotta like love it but hey like you like can take that and like use it 
like as like a positive way, like just like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean, especially when it's coming from somebody like that. You know what I mean? That's been down that path in the same situations, has played at a high level. And see, I think I think there are a lot. Maybe I'm wrong about this, Michael, but I think there are a lot more dudes out there that want to be coached hard than want to be ultimately coddled because that is the way for a lot of dudes to get to where they want to be, to reach that potential, is to be coached hard, to be told that you're wrong about something and not to come into this thing entitled. Absolutely, and and it and it helps to keep you like humble, like when a guy like that <laughs> is uh, coaching you. So um, I think that it's great, and um, and that's just like his like style, and and like you're right, like for some players, I mean, it might not work for some players, like who don't have enough confidence to like deal with that type of stuff. But I think everybody in our room. Um, like, I think we all respond well to his challenges that he gives us daily. And then, like, he's always, like, like just like he coaches us up, like, in other ways, too. Like, of course, like, that's just one way that I highlight, like, his, like, realness and how he demands excellence um, every single day. He came on my show once upon a time when he was a player and uh, sang Blame It by Jamie Foxx. He'll never remember that, and if he did remember it, he would not own it. But he did once upon a time, and it was one of the more brilliant moments ever in the history of this show. Blame It by Jamie Foxx. He'll never own it, but he did it. There's no doubt, and there's, we've, we've got tape to show it back in the day. It was awesome. He's just he's an awesome dude. I mean, he he can he can reach you, I think. And you're just talking about somebody like yourself, Michael, that wants to be coached and coached hard. But I'm assuming he can reach most any level as a coach. And I think you and your group of wide receivers are kind of seeing that blossom, especially this this season, aren't you? Absolutely. I mean, uh, he is in his second year uh, coaching, so he's no longer – a um, rookie coach. So, I mean, like, I've seen, like, his game change, too, and, and like, he's still, like, learning, and, and, um, and, like, I think that he gets better, like, every single day. So, Michael Pittman Jr. is with us. Is Shane Steichen sort of the same way as a coach? I mean, really no fluff, just kind of at it, consequences, responsibilities for your actions, all of that. Is that how he coaches you guys up, too? Absolutely. So I think it was like a like a, a good example of this is in uh, training camp. I forgot to weigh in. And I got fined the first time. I was like, "Dang, like, he's serious!" And then I forgot the second time, and I got fined again. And like this got doubled. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, like he means business. So um, so he really set that like standard and and like. And just like, obviously, nobody likes getting fined, but I think it set a good standard that it's equal for every player, not just some players. So other guys looked at that and like, oh, like just like he fined fit, like just like I better be like doing everything right, or else like I'm gonna get the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, like, I think that it was great, like, even though I don't like paying that fine, but I think that it was good for, like, everybody to see that he's not picking and choosing, that he's treating everybody the same. How much was the fine or the double fine in this case? 
The first one, I think, was it was more than double. Like, I think the first one was like 500. The second one was like 2,000 or something like that. Wow. He said he made an example of you. Well, yeah, you're right. Everybody else says I got to get in there now too. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I did training camp for free this year. <laughs> it's Michael Pittman Jr. with us. Hey, did you get fined for throwing the football into the stands, or will um, you? I haven't got that letter yet, but I have a strong feeling that I am going to get fined. And I thought the fine was less than it was. So now, like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, dang, like, $7,400. Like, maybe I just would have, like, held on to it. You know <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, so. just, you scored a game winner in overtime to keep the win streak going. And, I mean, it, you, a lot of good things are happening right now. So, I mean, is that just a moment where you go, yeah, you know what, I'll go ahead and take it. But I, I dig it because you're a guy, you're keeping track of your funds right there. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like, I definitely was knowing that I was going to get fined, and I was like, I don't care, I'm throwing it anyway, thinking that it was a little less like than what it actually is. But, uh, I mean, I still would do it again, so I guess it's not that bad. He is Michael Pittman Jr. with us. Is there any aspect of being 7-5 and five and right now uh, among those teams in the AFC playoff picture in the 7-hole? Any of this surprise you whatsoever? And, again, given the circumstances uh, of this season and, you know, the pitfalls, the roller coaster, whatever, any of this surprise you to this point, Michael? No, I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously things could have went better, but um, football is football, and um, you can't really plan things out because you don't know, like, what's going to happen. I mean, there's so many factors, but uh, I think we're right in the – you know, like we're right, like in the um, heat of it, and um, I think that we're looking good. And if we keep winning football games, uh, we're just going to keep jumping up and up and up. And uh, that's really the only thing that we can focus on. You know what I really love about it too, because I, I know that some made of you know extension and you know contractually and all this stuff before you started the season. And this is something that you just don't think about. You just go out there and play and let everything take care of itself. Uh, I, uh, not a lot of players can do that. You're somebody that can compartmentalize that aspect where it's, I think, different for a lot of other players who may have that thing riding on their mind. But that's not something you're thinking about at all, is it? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I just kind of let that pressure just kind of fall off. And, um, like, I don't really think about it too much. But now that you mention it, I'm like, Uh-oh. like, I better play, you know, like, just like I like better, like, play well or else I'm going to be jobless in a couple months. Like, you end up saying I'm going to be looking for a job. So, um, like, I'm on a four-year deal, closing out my uh, fourth year. And, uh, and like, I don't know what's going to happen, but all I know is that I'm here until – like until I'm not, so um, we will see. We will see like what the future holds, but I'm not too uh, worried about it. I think if I keep playing the way I'm playing, I think it's going to take care of itself, and uh, and the good things are going to happen. Michael, I'm here to proclaim you are good. So I think you're you're good. <laughs> but I guess I shouldn't have brought it up. That. I was just trying to make a point that you, you don't let anything bug you other than going out there and focused. And that's that's a growth. That, that's an evolution. That's a maturity that not a lot of guys end up finding, but the successful ones do. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, there's no use in sweating that, like, pressure because, like, I mean, like, you can't really, like, you can't really do, like, anything with it. And uh, honestly, I think that it's, like, a um, good thing because I wanted to be in, like, I wanted to be, like, in, like, this, like, spot. And um, I'm exactly where, like, I wanted to be. Um, of course, things can always be better. I'm, um, like, I don't think I'll ever be a uh, finished product. Like, I'm going to try to keep getting better, like, every single year and um, just see where that takes me in uh, my career. Oh, uh, well, that's that's right here or, or I'll riot. So uh, I don't know if that'll do any good. I'm assuming that it will, but it better be right here because you have certainly shown exactly who you are and what you mean to this organization. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, man, we, we need to see more dogs like you and that focus, that single-minded focus on the task at hand, man. That is very enjoyable to watch. Now, what am I interrupting you from doing today? I apologize for that. Thank you for coming on. But in closing here, what, what are you doing today that – Maybe you normally don't get a chance to do anything at all. Uh, well, right now I'm driving home um, empty-handed here. Uh oh. Because I went duck hunting uh, this morning, and it was the the duck opener of the Southern Zone in Indiana on Saturday. So I waited until the day off, came in on Monday, handled everything I had to handle, so I could have this morning off. And uh, we see lots of ducks today. We saw a lot of ducks, and they just wanted to be over with the swans because there's this group of swans yeah. that live on this lake, and they never leave. And every single duck, I mean, I mean, they would circle us and just go right to them. I mean, it was the most frustrating thing. And um, yeah, so uh, are you, are you hold up? Ended. Are you hold up in a blind? Are you in a blind out there? in the field right no so we actually just came from um waffle house but we are <laughs> but we're headed back because we finished up around 11:30 because we weren't getting ducks to work our spread uh we just didn't have an advantageous setup oh. it was just the water's low the lily pads are high and dry and and you know like it just nothing was working for us so we tried our uh hardest i actually blew out my um my um goose call so <laughs> like my goose call blew out like just like the reed just came right out of the, yeah. the call which like which i didn't know could even happen and i was like you know what that's a sign like let's just get on the road back home so you you can't can you not do one manually by yourself a goose? Oh, no. Uh, no 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 not at all I mean, no, probably not. I, are there not those like boxes that you use and you rub them back and forth and kind of imitates a duck sound too? Or those? Am I just making stuff up here? I think that's a turkey call, but uh, I do have a box turkey call as well. I, I got you. Now, where were you? You may not want to tell us exactly where you were, but where Southern Indiana, Central Indiana, where were you for yes. this? So I was in Southern Indiana. Um, Indiana's not known to be a waterfowl hotspot, but but you know we got our fair share of uh, ducks. Uh, but I've been looking for farms because obviously I like I like to I like to hunt and hunt and I like to do stuff like that. Like I've been looking at stuff over in um, Missouri. Uh, because there's a lot of good farms. It's right on the uh, flyway, 
and they got some great deer out there. So, so that'd be great. Or maybe I, like Illinois. Yeah, I have. Oh, speaking. Yes. Speaking of birds, like I just seen a field full of sandhill cranes, but we have no crane season here in uh, Indiana, obviously. <laughs> but they're actually called the ribeye of the sky, and they're supposed to taste great. But I've never had one because there's no season here in Indiana. <laughs> but I would love to try one. Oh my God, that's awesome! Hey, by the way, I. Uh, I have 40 acres of property in southwestern Indiana um, of uh, in Greene County, actually a little southwest of Bloomington, off of I-69 down there. My mom still lives on those 40 acres, and it's all all woods, and uh, it is a, a hunting mecca down there. I'm just not a big hunter, but everybody else around me where my mom lives is, so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I think it's I mean, I think it's great. I mean, like, I think it's a chance to go, like, enjoy um, creation and being outdoors. And, and um, like, I just find when I'm outdoors, that's when I'm the most, like, relaxed and calm and you're focused at, like, the task. And uh, um, you can get so in it that, like, you don't really think about anything else. And, and uh, that's me with hunting and uh, fishing and then just being outside, you know. Like, just like I love to be outside. You take any teammates with you before? Um, I have before. So Desmond Pappen, when he was on the team, I took him a lot. Um, Ethan Fernia, I've uh, taken him a lot. Some of the coaches have hunted in my backyard. Um, one of my coaches who will remain nameless actually missed a 10-point buck at 20 yards, shot right over his back with a crossbow, which is, like, double bad. Like, you use a crossbow and miss, like, like switch it double bad. But I'm not going to expose him because I don't want to do him like that. But I was but I was just in shock. Like, I couldn't believe so it. So he, he wouldn't be happy if you exposed him on this show right now? Be unhappy because he's not a no. good shot? Yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, no, like I just can't do it, Tom. <laughs> Man, you're always an awesome conversation. Absolutely enjoy it. Congratulations on the fantastic season so far and uh, continued success. And uh, we shall do this again, too. If you need any, if you ever need any, especially in southern Indiana, you can tell Connie this and he can get a hold of me. If you ever need, because 250 is what my, uh, my wife's mom owns down in Owen County. I've got... I've got properties everywhere here, so if you ever need some place you want to try out again in southwestern Indiana, you let me know. You know, I think now that now that you offer that, yes. I think we might have to take you up on Seriously, that. Seriously, man. Know? Seriously. You tell Conti, and Conti can get a hold of me, and uh, I'm assuming we can pretty easily get you set up, so you let me know. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you have a great rest of your day off, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Best of luck in Cincinnati Sunday. You too. Thank you so much. So Michael Pittman Jr. on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. That was awesome. <laughs>